0: This episode of this Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey is brought to you by energy healer Gene Border's Personal Powerful Transformation Program. Know you're leaving money on the table but can't figure out how to bring it in? Need to double your productivity and profitability? Need an extra push to get things moving in the right direction? Visit www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com slash transformation now and apply for a business consultation with Jean. Welcome to the Focused Practical Dreamers journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Prepare to feel a sense of relief and empowerment as we get rid of the baggage you've been carrying that's held up your business success up until now. Be sure to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, get
1: comfortable, and prepare to take off. Hello, everyone. This is Jean Border, your host on the Focus Practical Dreamer's Journey podcast. I have a special guest with me again today. I love speaking to my special guests because they bring such new information, and I always get some nugget that I can utilize for my business while they're um, conversing and helping you with yours. This is Kristen Maxwell. She is um, she calls herself a success mind co- mindset coach. Um, from what I know about what you do, you focus on marketing and social media and overcoming blocks. That can create procrastination and just failure to launch, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Hi, Kristen. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Welcome. Yes, thank you.
2: It's great to be here. Yes, I. Um, I actually, it's funny, I don't think of myself as necessarily being in marketing, but what my focus is, is really around helping people identify and remove the blocks that keep them from showing up in the world. And what is marketing but showing up in the world? And if you're going to market and if you're going to start a business, you have to show up as your most empowered self. And just through my own journey and through with all the work that I've done with my clients, many of whom are small business owners and entrepreneurs, some just starting out, uh, actually many just starting out, this is an area where they don't expect to get stuck is around what they're going to do with the marketing. So it's an interesting process.
1: It's also interesting because <laughs> it's interesting to me because I'm one of your potential clients because I don't like marketing. I don't appreciate social media. I, I I That's not my thing. I built my whole business around the premise that the ideal client will find me at the right time. And that's how my business has grown. But people tell me over and over and over and over, you must market yourself. Well, no, I must not. Someone can do it for me and that will be great. But I have all these internal blocks that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. about doing it myself. Because I've got this idea that my work should speak for itself and I shouldn't have to toot my own horn. You probably hear that a lot, don't you? I, I do. And different
2: different varieties of it. You've got pretty good awareness around it. A lot of people don't have quite such a good awareness. But a lot of times, a lot of people who are starting business now are people who have been successful in, cor- in the corporate world. They've been like, I was a lawyer. I was a litigation attorney. Um, I spoke in front of courts and all of that. But then when it came time... To actually start to market and let people know about that I was a coach and how I could help them, I realized that I could not make myself do it. I literally could not do it. I invested in a mastermind that was tens of thousands of dollars. Been there, done that. Uh, and I still, and I learned strategy and I did nothing. I know
1: all the that, strategies. Yeah. But that, it's like they don't apply to me. You know, I can't force myself to do all these things that are guaranteed to work. Well, they might be guaranteed to work for you, but if I can't force myself to do it, there's something wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's and that's where
2: I, I mean, I mean, my whole life, if I want to do something, I go do it. You know, I figure it out. And I literally for years could not. And I gave up. I said, okay, I am not going to market myself, but I really want to coach. So I am going to figure out a way to coach without having to market. So I did. I've gotten hired by other coaches and I work on other coaches' teams, you know, have done that, helping entrepreneurs are around this very issue about why they're not doing the strategy, you know, why they get the strategy from the coach and then they don't do it. So what do you go do? And really what it comes down to is it makes sense. In most instances, when people say, I am not going to do it, I refuse to do it. It's because you have, well, there are a whole number of reasons why that might be, but basically what it comes down to is marketing and being visible requires you to break a rule that you live by. And so what do I mean by that? Well, most of us you know learn this in different very shape you know shades of intensity is that well if I show up and I try to get attention, and I am essentially saying, Look at me, listen to me. I know what I'm doing. I'm so great. We've learned as children that's not likable. People are not going to like you, they are going to reject you. They are going to downright, in some cases, you might asking be asking for harm. And so when we come forward and we're like, oh, all I have to do is go on Facebook and just talk about what I'm doing, the body, the subconscious says, no way. That is not safe. Does
1: that make sense? Yes. And it, it's, it's really Interesting to me that my career was in leadership positions, you know, so same, just like you. I can talk in front of hundreds of people. I have no problem with it. None at all. I don't have the stage fright thing. It doesn't, it just doesn't, it's not there. The fear isn't there. Talking with you, publishing a podcast, I'm fine with that. Right? We're having a conversation. But some people have podcasts where they are the only voice. They are the only face. And every week or every day, they have another podcast of them talking. That is beyond my comprehension. It's just not something that, that I would feel comfortable doing. We all have these little quirks that, that are built off our belief systems and our experience. It's very interesting to me how some people, like I said, are just very happy Doing the Facebook lives. Well, there's no interaction on a Facebook Live. You might have somebody type in a comment. That's that's not to me, that's not interaction, right? So it's 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 a whole it's social media is an interesting concept. I will use it when I'm out of the country and I wanted my family to know I'm okay, so I'll post something every day. But if when I'm home, I'm very rarely on Facebook. It's very interesting.
2: hmm And it goes beyond Facebook. I mean, it goes to Networking. You know, how do you show up at networking meetings? Are you comfortable, again, saying this is what I do? I can help you. I mean, that's essentially where and, and, oh, by the way, pay me money. Right? It goes against so many of the rules that we have learned, and again, this is not, this is at a subconscious level. And so one of the things that, you know, so many of the people that I've worked with, it's really confusing to them because they've been successful. They're then shifting into another area. They're opening their business, whatever it is, they can be incredibly confident in themselves. And yet, if you have this voice. That says in the background, and I always like give the, you know, you're 95% confident. But if you have this voice, that's 5% of you that says, no, do not talk about yourself or no, do not. If you ask for money, you're going to make them uncomfortable and it is not okay to make people uncomfortable Every time you go to make an offer to somebody and tell them your price, you're running the risk of making them uncomfortable, of making them angry. You know, how dare you? Who do you think you are? And so it becomes this internal battle. And the problem is, is what happens is people start beating themselves up, right, The business owners and the entrepreneurs, it becomes what is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? All I need to do is go and stand in front of people and tell them or do a sales call and, you know, talk to them about things. And. And they're frozen. And they may procrastinate and they may self-sabotage. Like they'll, somebody will say, hey, I'm interested. And then they just never happen to reach out to actually set up the time. Or they go through the, you know, they have the call one-on-one. It goes great. What are your issues? Blah, blah, blah. And then it comes to Tyler Price and you half the price, right? And you don't give them the real, your real rating. and. There's nothing wrong with you if you're doing that. It's just that there's something going on you're in your
1: subconscious that is inconsistent with the actions you're wanting to take. The whole idea that, that you brought up, you don't want to make someone else uncomfortable. And we do that so often. We project our doubts onto someone else. And they may not have any idea that we're having this internal dialogue about, oh, that's too much money. Well, they can't afford it, so I should cut the price. You don't know what their circumstances are. Some people who live very frugally have quite a bit of funds available for self improvement, in particular, right? Mm-hmm. But I hear that a lot. I'm a, I'm a healer. I'm I I mentor other healers. I I do leadership coaching. I, I, I'm i in that realm where people put their beliefs onto whoever they're having a conversation with and limit themselves in that way just to try to make it easier on the other person when maybe it was never a burden for the other person. It's an assumption, right? We Yeah,
2: we just don't know. It's all going on inside our heads. And the thing that's really confusing about it, it's often going on at a level that we're not even necessarily always aware of. You know, it's not like when I go and I say, I mean, this was me. I would be like, okay, I'm going to do a Facebook Live or I'm going to stand up at a network meeting and I'm going to say this. And But for the Facebook, and I'd go to bed every day and at night. I'm okay, tomorrow I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And you wake up the next day and do everything except, and it's hanging over you, hanging over you. Like, I just need to do this. And you've got your strategy coach saying, just go do it. Just get over it. And it's so frustrating. It becomes this, um, you know, I'm going to give up. I have to give up. Or And people don't. They'll often when you're a coach... Or when you have these dreams for your business, it's really, really hard to give up on your dreams, especially when you know you're the one that's in the way.
1: The funny part of that is part of the cre- procrastination deal is you get a whole lot of other things done because you're so productive in other areas. So you don't have to look at that. Your right? closets look great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look at all things I like got done. Well, I, I didn't get the Facebook Live done, but look what else, you know, it's the internal justification is pretty funny
2: yeah and uh, one of the things that people often are aware of is around self-doubt especially when people are starting out they can know you know i know what i'm doing and i know i'm good but there still is often this peace you know until you've done it enough until you've really had confirmation there's this fear of what if i'm not as good as I say I am. You know, what if I I can't actually get the results that I, you know, that I'm promising? And people are often aware of that. Like, I feel like an imposter, like I, I can't do this. And so what it does is, you know, again, that sort of energetically, even if you then do say, hey, this is what I'm I can offer to you, this is the work I do. There's often sort of an energetic disconnect between how you're showing up and really owning your skills. Does that make sense? You know, because you, it's sort of like, hey, I can help you. And it's a little bit like of that shrinking or this feeling of it's almost bravado and energetically that people can feel that you're actually saying at some level please don't hire me please don't hire me cuz i'm going to have to prove myself
1: and it's there's also an underlying belief with a lot of healers and coaches that that i work with anyway that i'm familiar with about charging for my services whether it's charging anything at all, or am I a bad person for charging too much? you know it, an interesting one that I, that I heard was, "I live in a small town, and people couldn't afford to pay those those rates. I'm like, yes, but you're, you are your business is all over North America. You could charge certain prices for people in your town and other prices for other places. Oh no, that wouldn't be ethical. Mm -hmm. it's very interesting the internal dialogue we create when we I'm going to say it's fear-based a lot of times
2: it's almost always fear-based
1: it really is it's a it's this fear around
2: how will I be seen and also how do I see myself you know a lot of it's like that's not who I am so you're a little bit like I'm not going to post on social media because that's not who I am Right. And we hold pretty strongly to these viewpoints of, you know, what we're capable of, what we're good at, what we're willing to do. And with with charging money, you know, there is often it can come from your from your family. You know, there's a lot of stuff mindset around money that comes up. I know you've talked about that before, Um, you know, this fear of, you know, if my family or friends knew how much I charged You know, are they going to think I'm greedy, you know, and then there is a little bit of that and maybe I am greedy, right? Because there is a piece of us, all of us, right? And then it even that also comes up around visibility and getting visible is this disconnect between I'm trying to get people to look at me and it's wrong to try to get attention and there's a part of me that really wants it. Mm -hmm. I really do have something to share with the world. And so no wonder, no wonder we get stuck. No wonder we pro- procrastinate, right?
1: Mm-hmm. No wonder we get overwhelmed. Internal dialogue is an interesting thing. One of the things I have to remind people of uh, is both on on these things and, and on the podcast and with my clients, is we are so harsh with ourselves. We're so judgmental of ourselves. And so, my, my, the base level is you can't talk to yourself any worse than you would talk to a stranger on the street and let that be your baseline. And now, see how the dialogue in your head changes a, a bit in certain, certain situations. Cause we can just be brutal with ourselves. Who am I to think that somebody would want want to work with me? Who am I to charge $35? Well, you can't even get a tank of gas for $35, you know. But we have these belief systems around self-worth, around money is the root of all evil. Rich people are greedy. Rich people are mean. Rich people could do so much more. Well, rich people do a lot. But if you focus on the negative, that's what builds in your in your self-dialogue, right? Right. And also,
2: if I'm out to do good in the world, like if I'm a healer, it's wrong to charge money. It's something I should give away for free. I mean, there's the thing is, is there are so many permutations of the beliefs that are holding us back. And so it's really important, and the thing that I see, and I'm sure you see this too, but... People, when they're not taking action, they often say it's because I don't know what to do, right? So there are some misconceptions over how you're going to get through this kind of dialogue, these kinds of beliefs. And a lot of times, when people find themselves not taking action, when they're procrastinating, or when they, even when they know they have self doubt, is to go get more strategy, to hire another strategy coach, or get copy help with copy. Or the other one I see is um, they say, well, I can willpower my way. I can just force myself to do this. And yeah, sometimes you can force yourself. But then what I find is you put something out into the world. And then what people often do is they collapse. Because it then becomes... Often with some people special with this internal dialogue of that wasn't, I could have done better. I should have done better. This is what's wrong. And even if that's not the conscious dialogue, there's this discomfort with having put themselves out there to be seen. And there's a need to then retract. And that can last for weeks or months, literally. You put one thing out and then it's like, oh,
1: I can't do it again. It's hard. I'm one of these lifelong learners. So I I I take so many classes and so many courses and my thought is if I get one good nugget of information out of each one, I'm okay with that. But the other side to that is you can take so many classes and go through so many coaches and never take action because you want to be perfect before you launch. Perfect before you let anybody come to you be perfect before you put yourself out there when yeah. really, there's always someone that's one step below you who really needs your information where you are right now not when you become an expert which you won't become an expert if you don't have experience right you'll have a lot of learning knowledge yeah but without the experience there's a there's a a, a much more unique flavor when you have experience to apply to the learning, to help someone. Yes. If that makes sense. It does. I mean,
2: you've got to get into action to be able to do what you're doing. And there is definitely some comfort that comes with experience. Like, okay, now I do know what I'm doing, and that I can do it. And so the question is, is how do you get started when you don't have that experience? And one of the mentors, you know, the strategy coaches that I work with, you know, there's a multi-million dollar coach. You know, she has people start out with really low rates for their programs and such, because then energetically, you're taking out that, how much is it worth it? You know, because it's gotta be worth $97, whatever you're putting out there. And the thing that's crazy is how many people can't
1: even do that. So thirty-seven dollars. Really... There are some people who will not charge for an hour of their time. They won't charge someone thirty-seven dollars for an hour of their time. Right. When they've
2: probably spent thousands how... of dollars in training. Sort of yeah, and it, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it really is. It just the, the by the time people come with me, they are so frustrated with themselves. They're just caught with this yearning, this yearning to do the work, and then this inability to really, really move forward.
1: So, what would be a first step for someone like that? Uh, the
2: first step on a lot of it is, first of all, to give yourself some compassion, right? To recognize, you know what? This is what a lot of people do. Almost everybody does this to some level around the deservability, around the feeling worthy, around feeling the value of being able to put themselves and just understand this is super normal. This is actually not a sign that there's something wrong with you. So that is the first step. And you don't need to be embarrassed about it. I have worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs and almost every single one. This was a very big block at some point. It's actually not necessarily a block once you get started on it. For some people, though, it's still there's a lot of layers to un. Appeal, but for some people, it's really oh, like we just moved through a couple of things and they're like, OK, I got this. Um, but the next thing is to really become clear on what is it that you're thinking? What are those beliefs? And a lot again, like as I said, a lot of these beliefs are so much they're all they're subconscious or they're they're going on underneath the level of what we're actively thinking through the day. And we're often also trying to push these away, You know, if you're saying, okay, I'm going to put this out into the world. I'm going to put a freebie out into the world. If you've got a voice that's like, well, what if this is stupid? What if nobody wants it? You've got the voice that on the other hand is going to be like, no, this is great. I'm ahead of them. I can do it. You know, there's all this rationalization without recognizing, you know what? There's a part of me that is scared and not don't push that away. It's actually, it's like, okay, 95% of me knows this is going to be helpful. And 5% of me is terrified and that's okay. It's scary to put yourself out there. And so there's even just at a very basic level, starting to give yourself some recognizing what's going on not pushing it away and being like what is that thought oh what if nobody likes it what if people think I'm stupid you know what if they you know this is the way we think to ourselves not that they're going to think you're stupid or what if they think that this isn't valuable this isn't helpful what are they going to think of me let yourself know that that's what you're thinking and what am I feeling okay and right there you're already starting because once you let your your nervous system, I vary, I work a lot with the nervous system and the energy and all of that. And once you can start to really recognize what's going on, oh, this is what I'm thinking and this is what I'm feeling, and you can sit with that without, oh, I shouldn't feel this way, and oh, I don't need to feel this way, you know, all the thoughts that we can go into. If you can sit with the reality of I'm scared, your brain knows what to do. Your nervous system knows what to do. And right there, you're already starting to peel away these layers of fear.
1: Is that how you started your journey?
2: my journey was a little bit sideways. I was, I had very significant anxiety my whole life around loss, around death. I mean, my whole life. Um, And I was a lawyer, but there was always this overlay of worry. And there was also this bit of, I was in litigation and I really wanted to help people. So when it was time, there came a time where I'm like, okay, I am going to really work on this anxiety for myself I mean and I discovered coaching because I'd done therapy for ages and then I said okay this is what I'm going to help people with and that's when I joined the mastermind and training and then was unable to do to take any action to market myself at all and that's when I really started to be like, okay, what's going on? What is it that causes people who are amazing and have amazing gifts and who just want to help people, who really just want to help people, what causes them to hide and why do they lack confidence? I mean, that's a big part of my, my I think, my personal mission, even behind the work Uh, I'm doing around people and business owners to step forward and to take action is really I want people to really be able to feel comfortable in their own skin to love themselves as they are. And so many people are um, highly, you know, perfectionistic and so hard on themselves. So anyway, it was a very circuitous journey
1: to getting here. I think we all have that experience because nothing is a straight line right i i I'm very much into the whole idea of you start with awareness of where you are, whatever that looks like, where you want to be, whatever that looks like, and that can change over time. You're not just because you decide you want something today doesn't mean you're locked into it forever. It's just your desire for today. Focus on what you want and take strategic action to move you from where you are today to where you want to be. And just do 1% a day. That's all. Just a little baby step every day and do course corrections if you need to. You find a a process doesn't work for you, alter it a little bit or try a different one, right? But we get so we, (laughs) I, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll say we are very much a fast-paced, I see this, I want it now. We don't necessarily see all the little steps that it takes along the circuitous route, around the obstacles, over this hill and down this valley to get to where we want to be. But keeping ourselves open to change, even if that change is change of beliefs, Right, a change in marketing techniques, mm-hmm. or just actually taking the first step into marketing. And I, 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 I think I told you my business is like ninety-five percent referrals. I'm on a few professional sites and do I do get some, some cold clients from that, but I'm all referrals. And an easy way to start marketing is let your clients market for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Have a, yes. Have a referral if you're if
2: you're comfortable saying. Hey, because for some people it owns, did I do enough, good enough job with you that you'd be willing yes. to recommend me to somebody else? So, again, it's that sometimes there's the inability even to take that one tiny little step.
1: And maybe there's some beliefs underneath that, that once you explore those and let them go.
2: It might become easier. Yeah, you it does. Like- it de- most definitely does become easier. I mean, that's the thing. When you, and this is what, well, the one thing I want to make sure that I'm saying, because to make sure it's clear, is you very much focus on what you want and what action you want to take. And then there's also kind of what I was saying is then looking at the negative parts that are coming up for you around that. It can't be all positive. It's not going to be all positive. And when people, you know, what I've seen is with affirmations, you know, when people do affirmations, sometimes it can really backfire because, you know, I'm totally completely comfortable putting myself out in the world. If that is not true for your subconscious, your subconscious will freak out. They will show you it's not, I'm not going to do it. I mean, it literally, It comes up as like a two year old having a tantrum and you're trying to get him in the car. Like, uh uh, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, that's, it's almost like when I'm working with people, that's some, they sort of laugh.
1: If, if you're incongruent out loud with what you're saying inside, there's a conflict, right? And you'll, you'll not move forward. Because your body is calling you a liar. Mm-hmm. I am a strong woman. No, you're not. Yeah. I'm an outgoing person. No, you're not. And so there's disbelief already. So you're wasting your energy with affirmations until you deal, until you recognize that there is a, an internal conflict, first off. Yes. So once you recognize it, then you open the door for an opportunity for change.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And what I, I mean, there's a couple of things I want to touch on is, yes, the thing that's so confusing, humans, we can believe exactly opposite things at exactly the same time. We can know I can help people at exactly the same time we say, and maybe it's not good enough, you know. And there's also this bit of, Really recognizing, and what you had said earlier, is like, I'm not somebody who's going to stand up there and talk all by myself. There's no, when you're doing this work, you don't want to make yourself somebody that you're not, right? It's recognizing who you are, what you're comfortable with, who you want to be. And this is a big part of it, is because sometimes our brain is so shut down about what we do don't want, that We it does not even have a picture in it of what it does want, and what who we want to be, and what that would feel like. And, and so part of the work of doing this is identifying these beliefs that are holding us back, subconsciously getting this energy out of our body, because a lot of it has to do with childhood experiences. It really does. It's almost always some... And then stepping into and feeling that power of where it is that you do hold it and what that looks like. And then very actively creating more of that, tuning into that power, calling it in. What does that feel like in my body? What am I thinking when I'm in these places? And so you sort of whittle away at the problems from both directions. Like, I'm becoming stronger, and I'm
1: taking down the things that are blocking me. Several things come to mind, and I'll see if I can remember them all. But while you were talking, you mentioned that some people are so mired in what they don't want. i That's more common than people might think, right? One of the exercises that I do with quite a few clients is, depending on their situation, Just write out what is my ideal day, right? They don't even know what they want in their day. Where do you want it? How do you want to start the morning? What would you like the, the schedule to look like? Where would you like to be? Where would you like your home to be? Would you like to work at home? Would you like to work out of the home? Just very basic stuff. Some people don't, they know they want their business to grow, but they don't know what they want it to look like. Well, if you don't know, how's the universe going to supply it? That's like asking, you know, calling up a pizza place and say, deliver a pizza. Well, you got to tell me what kind you want or I'm not going to just deliver raw ingredients, right? So you have to be clear and be okay with it's all right to change. It's all right to grow. It's all right to move towards something other than where I am because I know that I don't like where I am. Mm Mm-hmm. So they get mired in that I don't like where I am. Well, that's fine. What do you like? Well, I don't want this and I don't want that. That wasn't the question. What do you want? That's that's a very difficult journey for some people.
2: It really is. And and sometimes if you can't even picture it, I mean, there's sometimes we um, have blocks even around setting goals for ourselves because it's too scary almost. So then it is, really breaking it down. Well, how would you like to feel, you know, really like honing in and when, you know, when are times when you felt that and where is that in your body? You know, I'm, it's often with people, it's that I felt it, you know, here in my chest and it's like, okay, drop into that and feel that. Okay. Where do you find that feeling in your life? Okay. Let's go find more of those. And It becomes, well, it's sort of like the whole gratitude journal. I used to be like, oh, that's so silly. You know, the gratitude journal. But it literally is rewiring your brain to look for what's good instead of what's not good. And, yeah, so that's what a lot of this is.
1: And being in gratitude gratitude is a state of being. It's not a state of doing, right? Which we're more into, well, I feel uncomfortable, so let me do something. So gratitude, I, I, again, it depends on the client, but sometimes it's you three things a day. Just write down three things a day you're grateful for. That's how they have to start because they can't even think of three things that they're grateful for. Well, maybe you're grateful that you could take that last breath in and not feel any pain in your body just for that one second. Or maybe you can feel grateful that you can see that big pine tree out your window. It's just, like you said, it's it's the beginning of noticing that there is something good out there. But maybe you've been focusing on the negative, what you don't want, what you don't want to feel, who you don't want to be around, what you haven't accomplished yet.
2: Hmm. Yeah. and, And this is where it's often helpful, honestly, to get help around it, because the work is a combination of a lot of the work I do is actually working with people. They know what they're thinking that's bad or becoming familiar with what it is really that they're thinking, what's underneath it. What is I often the question is, is what, you know, what is the the thought that you're trying not to think? about this situation that you're really not where you're just not wanting to go. And then how does that make you feel and really being with the emotion and the energy of the emotion in the body? um, Cause that's the only way through is really being with it, but you can get lost in it. So it's just back and forth between Yes, what is the negative and how is it holding you back and how can we let this go? And then, okay, switching back over into, and now, who are you stepping into being?
1: So if, if people are in this stuck place, how might that show up in their business? We talked about not being able to market at all or get clients at all. What, what else might I look for in my business?
2: It will be a process of noticing how many times are you thinking of things that you're going to do, actions you're going to take, that you end up not taking. You know, say, oh, I have this idea. And not just big ideas, but like, oh, I'm going to post something or, oh, I'm going to write an email. Or, oh, I'm going to go to this networking event. And then you go and you either don't speak to anybody or you leave. And the whole time all you can do is beat yourself up for all the things you said or didn't say. It's just noticing if, if you're in a cycle of inaction and then starting to really um, criticize yourself. For what you're doing and how you're showing up, there's stuff going on. Because really, honestly, the way to the way I sort of look at it, the way to succeed in business when you're starting and marketing and really getting yourself out there is to put things out there and see how it lands. Oh, nobody responded to that. Okay, let's put this out. Oh, people are responding to this. And but when you are so stuck in your head, you're never gonna do it, and you're never gonna figure it out. And It is so, so scary. Yes, it is scary, and it is scary, and that's what I, that's what I'm. It is scary. So let's have some compassion. Let's let's deal with those parts. People often they you know they concluded when they were four. You know, it's not safe to have people to pay attention to me. People don't like me when I try to get attention. I mean, these are, it's, I'm greedy when I ask for something. You know, it's, um, you know, in our family, we're not allowed to do things that way. These are rules. And they show up as procrastination and going into overwhelm and... Not taking action and then beating yourself up and then thinking, oh, my God, I might need to go get a job. And I'm I'm the only one who's in the way. I'm the one not taking action.
1: One of the other things that I think people sometimes need to be reminded of is that the way you react in one part of your life Chances are that's the way you react in other parts of your life. The dynamics you had in your family growing up, those dynamics are going, whatever judgments you made, whatever role you took on to be a fully functioning or dysfunctional member of that family, chances are those roles will continue as you grow and age and develop and go into the business world or into your job or whatever even in your financial world these these patterns repeat your decision making process follows you throughout the different parts of your life and so when we can become aware of these in my world we call them limiting beliefs they're beliefs that you've created based on some experience that you've had at some point in the past, or maybe multiple experiences that seem to bear out that, yeah, that's true. Um, But now the belief is being applied across the board, and it may not be serving you. So once you become aware of what that belief is, as an adult, you can take it out and look at it, not from a child's perspective, which is probably when it was created, but now as an adult, is this logical? Is it always true? Does it fit every circumstance the way I'm applying it? Maybe I it served me in the past and maybe it's time to let that one go. Or maybe it's okay, but it needs to be altered a bit. And as an adult, I can make that choice. Yes. And and the thing is, is what and
2: I know you do a lot of energy work too, is you know, working with tapping and other brain, you know, energetic kinds of ways, is it's almost It's a process of going back to these memories of being in those places of these times where you've formed these opinions about yourself and the world and really being able to be there with you now, the adult version of you and everything you know, and going back and telling that young part of you all the things that you couldn't see and couldn't understand and literally, it's incredible how quickly the brain, it's almost like there's a block in the brain where there were connections that weren't made. And when you can go back and be in the energy of the memory at the same time with the the adult person overlay, there's connections made and literally it can go away. You know, just it's gone. It's like, oh, yeah, I never actually what I mean, for me around anxiety, it was, You know, the world is not safe. It's never going to be safe. It had to be, you know, being in the hospital as an infant, you know, abandoned. Like, you can never trust that you can be safe. And it was able to go back and be like, okay, Kristen, you're in your late 50s. And there were people there. Your parents weren't there, but you were being held and you were being watched and your parents did care. Like, you don't get that as a six-month-old baby, but it literally got rid of an edge of um, lifelong anxiety. I don't usually talk about that because it seems so off topic, but it was... But it's it's not off topic.
1: transformational. That is the point. That's the point of all this. We make so many decisions and belief systems when we're a child, before we're eight years old, typically, and we don't understand how the world works. We don't even understand language. When adults are saying things, we pick out the parts that we understand and we make judgments about them. As an adult, they would have a totally different view of that conversation. But as a child, we create a belief system that that lives with us until we become aware, as you did, right? Mm-hmm. And we can go back in and then say, does this serve me? Is it Was it really true or did I really understand what was going on in the first place, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's often, I mean, it really is just after, I mean, so, so, so many of the clients, it's some variation of at some point wanting and needing love and attention from your parents who can even still be incredible parents, but not getting the love and attention. It could even be because of siblings or work or stress or divorce or alcohol. And we, we conclude as small children, that it's because we're not good enough. And and this shows up in highly, highly functional, very incredibly successful people. But it's still at some level this belief that I'm not lovable. I am not worthy or, you know, some permutation of that.
1: And if I had only been better, that wouldn't have happened, right? Yes. That experience would never have happened if only I had done X, Y, Z. If only I had been A, B, C. You know, it, it's all it all revolves around us. Like we could have influenced any outcome, right? So we take on the the blame, the guilt, the shame, whatever. These low let me use energy speak the low vibrational <laughs> stuff that just imbalances our system. Yeah, and when you allow that to to give yourself grace and say i did the best i could at the time i understand it now but that was the best i could do at that point in my life right and, and i I'm... was really sad
2: and of course i was sad mm-hmm. and sort of processing again some of that emotion that's stuck in the nervous system mm-hmm. that is literally living inside
1: your body still and letting it go it's crazy how, how this stuff works It is so, it is such a quick transformation in so many instances working with people on this stuff. As as you know, I mean, it's just, there is a cause for everything. That's not the way we think. We think, oh, give me a pill and I'll be better. That's not the way the body was created. It wasn't created with a deficiency of aspirin. It wasn't created, you know, now, yes, there are, there are, Exceptions to every rule. But the norm is your body was created to heal. Your body was designed to function in a certain way. When you ignore that, certain imbalances show up in your system. Like for you, abandonment, right? Lack of control probably was part of that. And the more imbalances you pile on, the worse the human body begins to feel in a lot of cases because it's out of whack, right? Yeah. It it can hold on really well and be true to itself for a long time, but eventually so much gets jammed down inside that affirmations aren't going to pull that out. There you have to pull some of that out so affirmations can sink in, right? Yeah. We just pack so much in like a pressure cooker. I I use that that um example sometimes. We just take on so much and take on so much, and it's it's my fault, and take on more and take on more. Mm-hmm. I should be able to do more. I should be able to handle one more thing. I should be able to work full-time, go to school full-time, handle my family full-time, get the kids off to school, get myself off to work, get all the meals made, all this stuff. And finally, you're, you're, you're so out of balance that you're no longer your true self. Mm-hmm. And so when you start unpacking these things, the transformation can be immediate, like, just like you said. It's, really, it's heartwarming work
2: and it also and the thing is it all comes up when we start a business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's the thing that people are shocked about. I mean, so much of me, they're coming to me because they want to be taking actions and the stuff that we are unpacking has to do with how they've seen themselves in the world without even realizing. It's not like I walked around saying I was unlikable and people, you know, I shouldn't try to get attention and shouldn't ask for things. But that was kind of what I was doing. And it comes out when you you got to peel back these layers that stop us, especially when your business is... A service-based business. When the
1: service is you. And another part to that is we want to give so much, right? Yeah. Well, and for for things to be, to be in balance, if you're giving, you must also be able to receive. And that whole belief yeah. system a lot of times will not allow that. Oh, no, I have to help people, but I can't get money for that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to help people. Oh, but I, I don't want I don't want them to feel obligated to me. Well, you feel obligated to help them. Isn't it a reciprocal isn't a reciprocal arrangement more beneficial for both parties where they feel they've helped you, not just you helping them? Yeah. And and that is
2: a lot of so many again, a pattern that I see again and again is is around um people who've had to take care of their parents, you know, at some level emotionally or whatever it was, they were caring. And so they go into this kind of business. But then when there's a little bit of a lack of um, being able to set boundaries around what you want and what you need, because there was no ability to really do that as a child, it it's difficult in the business setting. So it's fascinating. I can talk about it forever.
1: Boundaries is a whole other topic, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, so many things yeah. to unpack under setting boundaries for yourself, yeah. for your, for your clients, for your money, yeah. you know, yeah. money for what you even want, what you're willing to have for yourself. Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff. We did thank you. So. The first strategy might be to look within and see just where you might feel sensitive, mm-hmm. right? Where something is pinging you and then decide if maybe you need to work with someone like Kristen.
2: Yeah, and just and just notice that first of all give yourself grace. You're a human. I love humans. We are so complicated. We're so irrational and and it takes a lot of bravery to look into these things. It, it does. It's actually not as hard necessarily as people are afraid it's going to be, but it still takes bravery to be willing to go into that space. So yeah, look where you're, where are you beating yourself up for not showing up in the way you want to or the, in a way that makes you ha- unhappy and really what is the emotion that that you're feeling there and what are the thoughts you're having around that and really just give yourself the space to acknowledge it and right there you've just taken a full step because you're allowing the truth to be there and you don't have to fight against it
1: that's cool yeah. maybe hard to to grasp but that's cool
2: it is a little bit hard to grasp
1: so if people want to learn more about you and learn how to work with you, you have, you're have you offering a, a gift for, for my listeners? Yes, I do have. This is, it's an interesting
2: one. It's called, it's the Overcome Imposter Syndrome Workshop, and it's a workshop I did a while back. And it gives just sort of a taste of the kind of work that I do with people around, um, you know, what is it when you're... Wanting to put yourself out there and you've got that piece of you that says, what if it's not good enough? What if I'm not good enough? And I take you through a process, an exercise to actually start to um, unwind some of that energy in your brain and your body and let it go.
1: Cool. And so that's just... At um, KristenMaxwell dot com slash overcome, right? Yeah, over slash overcome. Sorry, yes, that's exactly where it is. The, yeah. the link will be down below. You don't have to write all that stuff down. Okay, thank you.
2: And you can always find me on Facebook. I do a lot of stuff on Facebook around talking about some of these blocks and, you know, just reminding people on different ways that these blocks can come up and stop you from creating the business that you love.
1: And face- her Facebook link will be down below as well. And LinkedIn, I think you're on LinkedIn, aren't you? I'm
2: on LinkedIn. I do most of my stuff on Facebook, though. Okay, and you guys, I want you all to realize what a miracle this is. I I mean, that's, and I, I have so many clients who are out there who would do nothing. And then the fact that you can say, oh, look, go
1: here. It'll be there is incredible. <laughs> that right there. Yeah, Exactly. I like um I do a lot more on LinkedIn than I do on Facebook because LinkedIn you find where you think you fit, right? I don't feel like I fit on Facebook. I feel like I fit more on LinkedIn and so I'm more comfortable with that. And if that's right. the path that works for me, then that's the appropriate thing for me, right? One hundred percent. I literally I mean people are like And also with
2: strategies and sometimes, you know, the strategy who coaches who know when they'll be like, they're saying to do this. And I just, that's not me. And there is a point at which, okay, there's the fear. And then there's the point at which you know who you are. Yes. And you get to create this business because it's you. And we want you to be the most empowered version of you. And that involves, no, it doesn't feel good to be on Facebook. I don't want it, you know, and that's fine. You can have a great business without doing any of that. You can
1: do YouTube. You can do all different kinds of things. Networking, you know, whatever works. Some people do the in-person better. Some people do the online better. You know, we're all different. We're not the same person. If we were all the same person, nobody would listen in because they would already know everything you're going to say, right? Right. So we all...
2: And do- I, We all do. And what I want to just remind everybody, you've got a gift that the world needs. And I know that you could, that goes only a little so far because then your brain's like, yes, yes, but I can't do it. But really, if you're being called to do this, you will not give up. This is the thing I found. And it's often people wait years before they work with me, before they're like, I can't get myself into action. Just short, short circuit it. Go find a healer who works in this area sooner. That's cool. Any other final words? Because we're at that point of our... Yeah. Of our... <laughs> no, that's it. it. Just... um, No, it, it really, honestly, I think I've said a lot of it is just be gentle with yourself and recognize that this is part of it. You are... It really is the entrepreneurial journey is becoming who you need to be to be able to do the work that you are in the world. And some of us, it really is a part a Part of this difficulty is, is building the strength and the confidence so that you can have that bigger container for the people who have even the bigger issues so that when they start freaking out, you can be the one that says, hey, I've got you. We're gonna be able to get through this, and so a lot of this process, as you go through this discomfort, notice what's coming up for you and how it feels, because it makes you that much better of a of a healer and a you know, also a mother and a you know, a father and a friend and all
1: of that. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, thank you, Jean. Yeah, thank you for that. I've really enjoyed our time together. Me too. So as a reminder, all the links will be down below so you can get in touch with Kristen or get in touch with me, whatever feels right for you. Um, once again, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in or for watching, whichever platform you're on. This is Jean Water, your host for the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey. Until next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Remember to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey.